Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Fessionals Football Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio, as always, by my co-host and good friend, the Fantasy Fessional himself, Mr. Jeremy Butterball Van Curen. Butter, how are we doing this evening, bud? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Uh, I am doing well uh, as well and so glad you're here in studio with me again we just we, we've been ripping ripping off pod after pod this afternoon's uh butter so we went the uh went with our guy chad ford the uh, the bbsbc pod we did yankee wankers with the soccer guys uh, our guy barrett hartman just joined us as we finished up with the uh, cff commissioner's corner podcast uh, and so that was a lot of fun but uh, uh yeah man just cranking them out here on a thursday afternoon thursday evening so the um well we got tulsa in and Tulane uh, just kicked off uh, here from a college uh, football standpoint. We got Cardinals and Seahawks getting ready to kick off here in a minute. We're going to talk a lot about that game as we get closer uh, to the uh, kickoff of that match. But uh, uh, as always, Butter, before we dive into all the uh, the good uh, fantasy football talk this week, Bud, we've got to show some love to our primary sponsor, and of course, that's Chalk Sports Bar. Chalk is Oklahoma City's premier luxury sports bar located in Chisholm Creek Plaza at 1324 West Memorial Road. Follow Ben, Chad, and the whole Chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at chalkokc. It's the best damn sports bar in Oklahoma, and there's no better place to have a conversation about the NFL and watch all the games on Sunday afternoons. Always the favorite, that's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. The best damn sports bar, period. Absolutely, brother. And again, Chalk, they were gracious hosts to, to you and I, Butter, uh, along with Jay Teal and our man on the uh, You're Still Out Golf podcast uh, and a lot of the Sports Pros Network family on Saturday afternoon. Right, We spent damn near six hours out there watching college football, watching the third round of the Masters. Again, had our own little kind of private booth suite area. They they gave us the hookup as we did the uh, the live pod out there and watched all the action unfold uh, for the uh, third round of the Masters on Saturday, as well as watching a lot of college football games as well. And so had a great time out there. I can foresee us doing that again soon, right, yeah, Butter? Um, so. JJ had a had a great yeah, time. Yeah, you had me. the boy uh, out there, so he had he, a good time. He so. liked the TVs. I mean, we got us some wings and some nachos, and, I mean, he just had a – a really good time, and we even put him on the air for a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. I think Jay, he walked away with some golf balls and some other yeah. swag, right? So, yeah, he had all kinds of good stuff, man. So, yeah, I was glad to see J.J. out there. Had a good time. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll do that again definitely soon uh, for all, all of our listeners out there, and we'll let you know when that's going to happen. But, you know, Butter, I guess we have to start with the NFL recapping last week, and obviously the play that's been played over and over and over again is this thing they call the Hell Murray now, right? Yeah, so out in Phoenix, right? Uh, the Cardinals, uh, OU's own Kyler Murray, wins it with a Hell Mary to DeAndre Hopkins on the final play of the game against the Buffalo Bills to win that big uh, big game there, 32-30. to So kind of a crazy wild finish there. And again, the uh, the Cardinals end up uh, taking a knee on the extra point, which I think cost some people some money from, <laughs> from a spread standpoint. So that was one of those crazy uh, Vegas endings there that uh, a lot, either you were super happy about it or you were super pissed about it, depending upon which side of the, uh, the line you were on. But your thoughts on this one, again, we thought it would be close. We thought that it would be a shootout, uh, and that's kind of how it turned out, uh, Butter. But your thoughts on Bills and Cardinals and that wild finish out in Phoenix this past week, Bud? Well, I mean, uh, go- going back to, like, where you said they took a knee, you know, I mean, I, I could I could kind of see why they took a knee because – Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah, you block the extra blocked, point yeah, or something. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a tie ball game and they run it back, you know. But, man, I mean, that was just a great play by uh, – 
great play by Hopkins and Murray. I mean, um, you know, Murray had to scramble around. And then, I mean, he just throws a dart. And, uh, man, I mean, it's just one of those plays that uh, – Everybody's excited once it once it once it happens, you know. I mean, uh, it's one of those plays that I think people are going to be talking about uh, for a long, long time. And I mean, honestly, it's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, play in uh, Cardinals history. Absolutely. I mean, that team is on the ascendancy. And again, they got a huge game against the Seahawks tonight. We're going to talk about that game here in a moment as we get a little later on in the pod. Talk about the Seahawks as well. Kind of the two teams seem to be trending in different directions right now, squaring off on Thursday night football uh, a little later um, uh, this evening. But yeah, a wild finish, just a crazy, crazy uh, game. And again, the Cardinals, man, they they are must-see television every single week, right? They, they've had some clunkers. Right, and they've had some duds out there to where they didn't play so hot, but even then they were somewhat entertaining, kind of the comeback, trying to make something of a, of a poor showing in, in the week. But, man, they are fun to watch, uh, if nothing else. And so, yeah, that, that's going to be – that NFC West race, Butter, mm-hmm. is going to be a lot of fun down the stretch, right, because you have the Cardinals, the Seahawks, and the Rams all at 6-3 and three yeah, it's right tight. now. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of see, though, uh, the juxtaposition and the jousting there between those three squads uh, during the second half of the season. But – but we got to talk about another big injury. Unfortunately, uh, the New Orleans Saints quarterback, Drew Brees, right? So he's going to be out for at least a week probably, but maybe even a little longer than that. Uh, fractured ribs, punctured lung, or no, I think it was collapsed lung is what yeah, it was, right? Lung, yes. So uh, got hurt against the 49ers. Uh, Jameis Winston comes in. And, and does not a, a, a decent enough job for the Saints to go ahead and hold off and win that game against the 49ers this weekend. Again, they didn't ask uh, Jameis to do a whole lot in the second half uh, in that one. Uh, but the uh, Saints win 27-13. But I think the bigger question is, how long is Drew Brees going to be out? And can Jameis Winston fill that role for the Saints in the weeks to come? Because, again, the Saints... They're right there, primed for arguably the number one seed in the NFC this year, right? So at right, seven yeah. and two, they're playing really, really well now. But big loss for Drew Brees. But how do you see that unfolding for the Saints uh, down the stretch here, bud? Well, I mean, I, I really hope that the injury to Drew Brees is not worse than kind of what they're reporting. You know, um, you know, I mean, I think he's probably going to miss this week, possibly next week, and, and hopefully he'll be back. But you know, I mean, um, if he does have to miss an extended amount of time, I mean. Who's going to be the quarterback? Is it going to be Jameis Winston? I mean, or, or could they even go a different direction? Yeah, Taysom Hill, Hill and do some things. Yeah. Yep, yep. But, you know, I mean, the, the bad thing about uh, with Jameis Winston, you know, I mean, they like you said, they really didn't ask him to do a whole lot. I mean, uh, it'll be kind of exciting, and I'm looking forward to see how he does whenever he has like a whole game under his belt. You know, I mean, last year, I mean – I mean, he threw a lot of touchdown passes, but he also threw a lot of interceptions when he was with the Bucks. So, I mean, it'll be kind of one of those deals uh, to see if um, if he's matured, if he's learned anything from Drew Brees by uh, backing him up this year and just kind of seeing what that football team looks like. I mean, I expect him to run the ball uh, with Kamara because, you know, I mean – to take pressure off of uh, Jameis Winston, I think that's what they're going to have to do. No, I agree. And, again, we, we talked about Jameis Winston uh, with our guy Chad Ford earlier today on the BBSBC pod. And, again, a guy that is really talented. I don't think there's any arguments there, but kind of lacked maturity uh, and, and obviously struggled from time to time uh, during his tenure with Tampa Bay. Again, a guy that might throw for 400 yards and two touchdowns, but he might throw four picks in the same game as well, right? So, you know, he brought a lot to the table, but bless his heart, he took a lot 
lot off the table as well. And so, you know, maybe the change of scenery uh, coming in and holding the clipboard for Drew Brees for the first, uh, you know, what, eight, nine weeks of the season here has, has kind of allowed him to see some different things uh, and, and kind of grow and mature as a quarterback and maybe as a person as well. And so I'm rooting for him, man. I think he's uber talented. Uh, I think he has a passion for the game. And so I want him to do well. Uh, for his sake uh, there in New Orleans. And maybe, you know, maybe he takes advantage of this opportunity, right? He comes in and plays well for the Saints here over the next two or three weeks, however long it is that Drew Brees is going to be out. You know, maybe his future isn't in New Orleans, but maybe he wins a contract or gets a contract and wins the job somewhere else and gets back into their starting rotation for some other team. Right, Butter? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, I mean, if he comes out the next couple weeks and fills in for Drew Brees, they they get some wins. I mean, he looks like he can run the offense. You know, I mean, Drew Brees is not getting any younger. I mean, and you know, I mean, I I love Drew Brees. I think he's a, a great quarterback. I think he's a super, Hall of Famer, right? Absolutely. Super, super, super guy. Um, but you know, I mean, he's getting towards the end of his career. I mean, he's getting he's getting up there in age. So yeah, I mean, um, if if I was Jameis Winston and if I was the New Orleans Saints, I mean, I would take this time. Try to go out there and win win these ball games. Keep keep your uh, your number one seed hopes alive. But then you can also take this time to kind of figure out. You know, I mean, hey, whenever Drew Brees' career is over with, can we turn this over to him, or are we going to have to draft another guy? But uh, you know, I mean, like I think uh, I think Jameis Winston. I think he's just on a one year contract with them. If he's going to go prove it. He's, I mean, he's going to get his chance the next couple weeks. Yep, he's got a golden opportunity in front of him, uh, certainly this Sunday and probably maybe even next Sunday and maybe the Sunday after that as well. So, yeah, rooting for the guy. I, I want good things for him because I do think he's talented and I do think he has a passion and a love for the game. Uh, and uh, hope he's got his head on straight and can kind of do well there. But you, know, you, you mentioned, you know, teams that are on winning streaks and that number one seed. You know, in the AFC, the Steelers just continue to roll, Butter. So they thump uh, the divisional rival of the Cincinnati Bengals this past weekend, 36-10. to 10. Big game from Ben, uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger there, 333 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, the top uh, leading receiver for the Steelers there, 116 yards and a touchdown. But Big Ben kind of spread it around. But, you know, the Steelers continue to just roll through. And, again, they mm-hmm. they play the Jaguars this weekend, the 1-8 and eight, uh, Jaguars, and they're favored by 10.5. So I would expect the Steelers will get to 10-0, and 0, Butter, uh, before they even have to think about uh, maybe maybe having a loss there. But have to continue continually be impressed by Pittsburgh, right? So, I mean, that just another big performance. Uh, and, again, uh, a game that – Kind of seemed kind of like a trap game a little bit, maybe, right? The Bengals had kind of been coming on, and they were game from an offensive standpoint. But Steelers rolling this one 36-10. Your thought on Pittsburgh, bud? Well, I mean, uh, you go back to the Bengals game. Um, I'm thinking, you know, I mean, like the Steelers, they came out and, and got on top early. And, um, you know, I mean, they kind of uh, were really, really well prepared for the Bengals. And uh, whenever – and the Bengals this year, you know, I mean, that, they're used to playing from behind. They're used to Joe Burrow throwing the ball 40 to 50 times. And, you know, I mean, it was one of those deals like where I expected them, you know, I mean, hey, look, Joe Burrow is going to do that. And, I mean, it's going to be a closer game than what it actually was. But, you know, I mean, the Bengals offense just never did get in a really, really solid rhythm. So, um, you know, I mean – the Steelers this year, I mean, they can if they go to ten and zero, you know, I mean, week by week, sixteen and zero is that magic number. But you know, I mean, depending on uh, 
what their seeding is. I mean, I'm sure if they if, if they continue to keep going undefeated, they're going to be the the number one seed. But also, it kind of looks at at one of those deals like towards the end of the year. I mean, um, do you rest your starters? Do you go for the record or? Um, yeah, yeah, the Patriots had that question a few, you know, yeah. a few years ago, right? You think about that season that they went sixteen and zero, and then obviously lost in the Super Bowl to the uh, to the Giants, right? But that was kind of the question as to, hey, look, do we go for history, uh, despite the fact that we have the number one seed clinched, or do we rest our guys? And so they they went for it and got it during the regular season, but uh, couldn't close the deal against the Giants in that Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens again. They've got a shot, man. So they have mm-hmm. have the Ravens again, and that's going to be a tough game. But uh, they have the Bills on the schedule as well down the stretch and that won't be an easy easy game but uh, they're they're good enough to do it man so again the rest of the schedule looks relatively manageable uh, outside those two tough games there uh, with the Ravens at home and at the uh, at Buffalo uh, in a few weeks uh, later on December right and the weather may be a factor there and knowing yeah. you know, Buffalo in December but uh, you know we have to talk about you know, a team butter that, you know, the the game is there on the big board, right? So the Seattle Seahawks, right, they lose to the Rams, which I I think think we had the Rams this past week on the picks, right? We kind of said, hey, that line looks kind of funny, right? So there's no reason for the the Rams uh, uh, to be favored in that one. The Rams actually end up winning that game 23-16. And so the Seahawks have lost three of four. They're getting ready to kick off against the uh, uh, Arizona Cardinals here on Thursday night. What's wrong with the Seahawks, man? Russell Wilson, you know, through the first four or five weeks, we were talking about him for MVP, and he was just putting up all these crazy stats. And then, man, they've kind of fallen off here. But, uh, you know, what's wrong, and can they fix it, I guess? And can it start with that this game against the Cardinals here on Thursday night, bud? Man, I mean, I, I don't know if they can necessarily fix it. Um, you know, I mean, they can definitely fix uh, Russell Wilson and the turnovers. But yeah. Stop you know, throwing I mean, interceptions. That's the, a big start. Yeah, yeah. The problem, like, and – I watched a lot of the uh, the that the L.A. Rams versus the the Seattle Seahawks game. You know, I mean, I was like shocked, and I mean, I guess I hadn't noticed it. I mean, because I was more watching like what Russell Wilson was doing, but the Seattle defense can't really stop anybody. I think that's their flaw this year, and you know, I mean, I think it's kind of to the point where the defense is what it is. So, I mean, you think back to all the games that um, that Seattle's won. I mean, they've obviously scored a lot of points. Well, a lot of the games that they won um, the first seven, eight weeks of the year, you know, I mean, th- they were able to score a lot of points and Russell Wilson didn't have turnovers. Well, now he's, he's turning the ball over. And whenever you turn the ball over and you don't have a good defense, that's not a good combination. No, absolutely. Again, that that seems to be a big part of the problem is that, you know, through those first four or five weeks, Russell Wilson was playing almost perfect, right? And and maybe, you know, in hindsight, we should have looked at that and saw that, hey, man, this guy is doing some things that are – you know, kind of, it's going to be tough to replicate, right? He's playing perfect football right now, and they're still winning close games. That most most of their games were shootouts, and most of them were really, really close, and came down to the last possession. And so, maybe we shouldn't be so surprised that if he makes a mistake here or there, or throws in a bad interception, or has an interception, you know, taken back for a pick six, that well, that might be too much for this team to overcome. And so. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I still, I mean, they were my pick for the uh, NFC to represent the Super Bowl this year, so I'm not ready to give up on them. Again, they're 6-3, and three, and so they're one game behind the Saints for, you know, in, in amongst a bunch of other teams uh, that are right there kind of still vying for that uh, top seed overall in the NFC, and, and I still think they're going to make the playoffs. But, 
yeah, they, they've got to fix some things. they got to eliminate stupid mistakes, I think, is a big part of it. And I think if they do that, then they'll be right back in the thick of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we'll talk about that game uh, here in a moment uh, coming up on Thursday night and our picks and, and what we uh, foresee happening uh, against the Cardinals uh, up in Seattle uh, later on this evening. So, But, you know, Butter, again, you know, one of the ugly stories of the year and, and story that's kind of permeated it, uh, all of our lives, as opposed to just NFL and fantasy football, was uh, is COVID, uh, obviously. And uh, you know, you think about you know so much of the the cancellations, the reschedules of games, and again, the NFL has done a relatively good job managing it here through the first what 10, 11 weeks. But you know, it, the report came out earlier this week that the NFL is mandating that all of the squads are going into their lockdown protocol, right? So kind of their high-level high, high uh, uh, COVID protocols for the remainder of the season, given kind of the surge in numbers throughout the country, uh, given some of the tests. Right? I think the Raiders have like seven or eight guys that got added to the COVID le- uh, list uh, uh, earlier today that, you know, that they're – obviously going to have to figure out who's going to be available to play for them against the Chiefs on, on Sunday evening. And so we'll talk about that game a little bit later as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, just just kind of, a, again, it's something that, that we've had to deal with uh, throughout the entirety of the year going all the way back to, what, March or April, whenever the uh, so many of our, our loved sporting events started getting canceled and postponed. We think about the March Madness Tournament, right, NCAA basketball. We think about the Masters, right, which we actually got to have this past weekend, yes, but we obviously <laughs> uh, that should be in April more often than not. So it was better to have uh, some Masters in the fall, better than no Masters at all. But, I mean, your thoughts on, you know, what the NFL can do. Again, I don't think the NFL is going to be conducive to a bubble situation similar to what we saw with the NBA playoffs. And the NBA, kudos to them, right? They did a great job kind of pulling that off. Uh, but but your thoughts on, from a fantasy standpoint, how does this kind of factor into your decision-making and what do you look for and kind of how do you how do you navigate these COVID waters uh, here over the last six, seven weeks of the NFL season, bud? Well, I mean, it's it's really, really strange times. I mean, and I think that you really just have to, uh, as far as picking like your starters and stuff like that, I mean, you just have to really stay on top of it. You know, I mean, Big Big Ben was in the uh, the news, I guess, last week or the maybe even this week, but um, he's actually going to play. So, um, I mean, it's kind of one of those things, you know, I mean, they don't really um, – come out and say, hey, look, this guy's got COVID and uh, he's not going to play. Um, but, you know, I mean, it kind of goes back to the the contract or the contact tracing, you know. I mean, it, um, if they're in a situation where they've been exposed, I mean, they definitely need to get tested and um, kind of try to self-quarantine, so – yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a struggle, right? And and again, I think the numbers across the country are kind of trending in the wrong direction, right? We saw uh, Governor Stitt here in Oklahoma earlier this week kind of issue some new protocols and restrictions on restaurants and bars and kind of other public places as well as to what you can and can't do and kind of closing things down at an earlier um, uh, what 10, 8, 10 p.m., 11 p.m., mm-hmm. whatever it is and yeah. stuff. And so, so yeah, it, it's it's got to be a struggle out there, man. And again, um, it, we we got to get our arms wrapped around this thing because, you know, certainly we've gotten this far in the season. We don't want to lose it now, right? And so hopefully that uh, uh, some of these new procedures and these lockdown protocols from the NFL standpoint are, are going to bear fruit in the sense that uh, the numbers will go down uh, and those guys will uh, will continue to uh, test negative. Uh, I think they get tested three or four times a week, if I'm not mistaken, right, yeah. in the NFL. It's crazy, man. So, but, uh, um, yeah, hopefully that um, – 
uh, the numbers start uh, trending in the right direction and we get our arms wrapped around this. And we'll have football on Thanksgiving next week and we'll have uh, football in the, on uh, Sunday in, uh, uh, on the weeks to come as we kind of finish out the season here. So I, I know it sucks, you know what I mean? But, you know, I mean, if we, if we want to have a – if we want to finish the season, I mean, uh, the less people that you're around, the less opportunity that you have to get exposed. So, I mean – I mean, I, I kind of think that they're probably going to, I mean, do the exact same thing that they've been doing. I mean, uh, areas where they're not allowing fans, I mean, I, I expect them to keep doing that. You know, I mean, uh, some of these places where they they are letting fans into the game, I mean, um, kind of continue to keep keeping them spaced out. And, I mean, just people just kind of just be smart and try to use their best judgment. You know? Absolutely, man. Wear a mask, wash your hands, and just uh, try to do the right thing. That's all we can do at this point. So, But, uh, well, well, Butter, let's talk about the games that are on the slate for this weekend, man. And again, we, we've alluded to it and talked about it a little bit. We have to start with this game that's getting ready to kick off here in a moment. But the Cardinals at the Seahawks, a huge NFC West divisional matchup here. Both these squads are 6-1 and one, uh, coming into it. The Seahawks are favored in this one, Butter, so maybe maybe somewhat surprisingly, right? So given the trend of these two teams, but Seahawks favored here by three and a half, the total 57 and a half coming into this game. But your thoughts on Cardinals and Seahawks in the NFC West and a big, big game and a good game, right? Should be a good game here on Thursday night. We're getting ready to watch this one. But uh, your thoughts on this one, Bud? Um, I would take the over in this matchup. And, um, man, I mean, I like the Cardinals to win. <laughs> I mean, um, the Seahawks, they've been, they've been reeling, um, have lost three of the last four games. I mean, it's kind of one of those things, you know, I mean, like we, uh, had talked about earlier. I mean, I think their defense, I think their defense is in trouble. Uh, they have some problems with their defense. Uh, another thing, you know, I mean, if, um, if Russell Wilson keeps turning the ball over, I mean, and having a, a bad defense, I mean, that those two don't go together. So, uh, but honestly, I mean, like I said, I like the Cardinals uh, in this matchup. I think they're playing just as good as ball as, you know, some of the teams that are undefeated. I mean, they're they're uh, a pretty polished football team. No, you're right. I mean, the Cardinals, I've been super impressed with them. And, again, I, I think that they've probably even exceeded most of uh, the uh, preseason prognosticators' expectations to this point. So, being 6-3, and three, and, and, again, I think they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be a playoff squad. The question is whether they can win the division. But – I'm going to go against you here, Butter. So give me the Seahawks in this one. And again, I'm I'm with you. I like the over. And again, I think the line's a little fishy, man. So that hook there, right? So the Seahawks minus three and a half. I feel like Vegas is trying to bait us into taking the Cardinals, thinking that, man, this game's going to be really, really close. Maybe the Cardinals win this thing outright. I think Vegas is kind of telling us something here. And so I'm going to go Seahawks to win this, but I'm with you on the over. Uh, again, the Seahawks tend to play in shootouts, and the Cardinals do as well. Uh, wouldn't shock me if this is a high-scoring affair, maybe a 38-31 type of game or something like that. But I'm going to take the Seahawks to get back on the right track. And, again, maybe it's a little bit of self-interest, right, because I had the Seahawks winning the NFC and making the Super Bowl this year. So I kind of need them to win this game and get off the schneid that they're on, losing three out of the last four. But I think Russell Wilson corrects the mistakes. I think he plays well tonight on uh, kind of the big stage, right, in Thursday Night Football, the only other game game on uh, other than the college game that we get on right now right with uh, Tulsa and Tulane just kicking off but um, but yeah I, I like the Seahawks in this one so so give me Russell Wilson in Seattle to win and cover the spread uh, the minus three and a half so but let's go to Sunday butter and again a big game uh, again two two teams with a with good records both six and three both teams vying for the playoffs Tennessee Titans on the road at the Baltimore Ravens again 
Last time we saw Baltimore butter, they were getting beaten by the uh, New England Patriots this past uh, Sunday in a monsoon uh, there in New England. Mm -hmm. And so kind of a surprising result there maybe a little bit. But your thoughts on Titans and Ravens? Again, total here 48-and-a-half, 49, depending upon your book. Uh, But your thoughts on this game Sunday afternoon, bud? Man, I mean, I would lean towards the under in this one as well. Um, But I I like the Titans. Um, I think the Titans are going to be able to run the ball and – I mean, I expect like a performance from Lamar Jackson, you know, I mean, kind of like it was last week. Yeah, I'm with you. It feels like the Ravens offense is kind of in neutral right now, right? I don't know if people are kind of figuring them out or forcing Lamar Jackson to do something. Now, this this past weekend against the Patriots, maybe you throw that game out because it was a monsoon, right? So, and the, the Ravens fell behind early. Uh, uh, the Patriots get out to a quick lead and then the monsoon came in. And so it was tough conditions to kind of come from behind in that game. And so, you know, I don't know if that one's as much of a factor as what some of the other games that we've seen here, but I'm kind of with you, man. I like the Titans. If you're going to give me six and a half, six points, uh, I like it. Give me those points. I'm going to take it. I think this is going to be a close game and probably a low scoring affair with it. I kind of like the under in this one. Well, and another thing too, you know, I mean, uh, you look at the Ravens, you know, I mean, from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, what, what I keep asking myself, uh, because like I said, I think I picked up, um, I picked up Gus Edwards, uh, whenever, um, whenever Mark Ingram was hurt. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be back this week or not, but you know, I mean, the only player that I can see that has any type of fantasy value, which, you know, I mean, you look at last year, I mean, you had Lamar Jackson, you had Mark Ingram, uh, Marquise Brown, you Mark had Andrews, Mark Andrews, tight yes. yeah. I, mean, I just don't see that this year. I mean, um, I don't know if it's because they're they're geared to more running with Lamar, or you know, I mean, maybe they just don't. He doesn't have the time. I mean, because he's had to get out of the pocket a lot this year. But you know, I mean, and it, another thing it could be it could be injuries. I mean, they don't have a they don't have a lead back, and um, but you know, I mean. The Ravens just don't look like the same team that they looked like last year. No, I think that's a fair way to put it, man. So there, there's some chinks in the armor there that maybe weren't quite as evident last season. Again, maybe that's just game film, right? So uh, teams have had uh, more time to kind of get ready and game plan for what um, that offense kind of brings to the table. And all the from all the dynamism and all the skill sets uh, that uh, Lamar Jackson has – you know, one of them that he still quite hasn't perfected is coming from behind, right? Being able to have to throw the ball, two-minute drill, uh, and being able to chase a lead. So it's going to be important, I think, who comes out and and has a good start in this game is probably going to dictate because both these teams like to play from ahead, yeah, uh, and right. neither one of them like to play from behind. But uh, I'm with you. I like the Titans here, man. Give me those points. It's going to be close one way or the other, but it uh, wouldn't shock me if the Titans win this game outright. But I think they're definitely going to keep it uh, within that six-and-a-half-point spread. So, well, Butter, let's go to another game. Our guy, Baker Mayfield, uh, which he had, he had some comments this week, Butter, about Bedlam. A little game called uh, Bedlam going on in Oklahoma this week. And so, I don't know if Baker's focus is on the Eagles where it should be, but let, listen, listen to our guy, Baker Mayfield, uh, fielding a question from uh, from our, our guy, Jake Trotter, right? So, Oklahoma guy, uh, but I think up at ESPN now. Jake, what are you trying to stir up right now? <laughs> Just seeing if you're going to say anything. A little brother always needs to be put in his place, Jake. You know that. 
Yeah, Baker Mayfield talking about uh, Bedlam this weekend, the OU uh, Oklahoma State game, uh, little brother complex there against Sooners favoring that one by six and a half. We talked about that on the CFF Commissioner's Corner podcast earlier uh, today with uh, with our guy Barrett Hartman, who was joining us as a guest, and he's a Sooner as well. And so we all like the Sooners in that one, Butter. But your thoughts on Eagles and Browns? Again, the Eagles still somehow, I mean, arguably the best team in the NFC East, which is a pretty low bar. It's not saying a whole lot, but Brown's favored in this one by three and a half. The total 47 and a half. The Brown's coming off a, a crazy win, like a 10 to seven over the Texans. I, I wouldn't call it impressive, but they mm-hmm. won the game, I guess, and that's all that matters. But your thoughts on Browns and Eagles on Sunday in that noon slot here, Central Time, Butter? Man, honestly, I like Baker Mayfield and the Browns, and I mean, I would lean towards the under in this one. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a ton of offense here. In the last uh, couple games that Cleveland's been involved in, that Raiders loss and then the win against uh, uh, Houston this past weekend, there's been a ton of uh, wind in those games, man. And it's been some crazy conditions there kind of coming off the uh, the lake. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what weather's going to be this past weekend. As it, it sets here right now, it says it's 47 degrees uh, with a chance of rain for, uh, for that uh, kickoff there um, on noon on Sunday. And so maybe it won't be quite as bad, but uh, – At least it's not cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, because that, that's, that's what they've been dealing with the past couple of weeks, just crazy weather conditions in Cleveland. But I'm with you. I like the Browns in this one. I mean, the Eagles' schedule down the stretch is going to be really, really difficult. And so I think we had kind of joked that 6-9-1 and one might win that division – Hell, it might be like 5-10-1 or something, Butter. I don't know. I don't see the Eagles winning a whole lot of games. Man, if they win three games uh, out of their remaining seven, that's probably going to be pretty impressive, to be honest with you. And so, given the schedule, and so I don't – maybe this is a week, maybe they get a win. I don't know, but I'm going to lean towards the Browns here uh, simply because I don't – I really don't know if either one of these teams are any good, to be honest with you. But I'll, I'll take the Browns at home. If you can get that hook down below three and a half, that's probably a winner. It's three and a half or three, depending upon your book. And so uh, I like the Browns here uh, to cover the spread. And yeah, probably under, probably the best bet, right? Because I don't expect either one of these offenses to score a ton of points. You know, I mean, and the Eagles' defense, I mean, they're not really that good. You know, I mean, they're um, not. Yeah. The, the Cowboys. I don't think their offense is that good either, yeah. bud. So. <laughs> You can say that about most of the <laughs> NFC East teams, right? I don't, well, I don't think they're good at any phase. That, that's, that's what I was fixing to say. So, I mean, um, are we going to go with the the over is going to be seven and the under is going to be six for the wins? Dang. And then uh, we'll just take the four teams and pick them. Oh, <laughs> can, yeah, can we just uh, take a bye this year in the <laughs> NFC East? None, none of those teams deserve, deserve to be in the playoffs. And, and, so, and yeah. whoever, get, whoever wins that is going to – it's going to host a playoff game. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. So, but uh, well, speaking of the NFC East, butter, we got to talk about our team, the Dallas Cowboys. Again, coming off a bye week, they're headed up to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Again, Vikings favored in this one. Uh, it started off at nine and a half, butter. This game's all the way down to seven, seven and a half, seven and a half, depending upon your book. Total 47 and a half, 48. So, uh, not, not a high scoring affair from Vegas standpoint, but. Your thoughts on Cowboys and Vikings. Again, Vikings kind of trending in the right direction, uh, but did the Cowboys get healthy off the bye week? What's going to happen there? Andy Dalton going to start at quarterback? What's what's going to happen with our Cowboys this weekend, bud? Well, I mean, it sounds like everybody's putting their money on Old Red to, to come back. And, uh, but, <laughs> man, I mean, me and you have talked about this week in and week out. You know, I mean, we have not been the same since, since Dak Prescott went down. I mean, uh, injuries galore, I mean, on both sides of the ball. And I mean, our just our offensive line. I mean, we can't can't block anybody. We can't we can't protect our guys. We can't develop a running game. Um, 
our defense hasn't been very good against the run. And, you know, I mean, you, you look at the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings were one in five, um, you know, I mean, a couple yeah, weeks ago. Three in a row. Yeah. Yes. So I wouldn't want to play the Vikings right now because um, Dalvin Cook is, is running the ball. And, I mean, he, he's running the ball well. So, I mean, I would take the Vikings in this one. Um, and I would I would lean towards the, the under because um, the Cowboys can't score any points and the Vikings are just going to score enough points to win. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, along those lines, Butter, I, I like the Vikings to win the game, but give me the Cowboys to cover the spread here, right? So if you can get it that 7.5 to 8 point, whatever it is, uh, I, I think the Cowboys find a way to keep this relatively close. Maybe it's a backdoor cover at the end. Maybe they score a meaningless field goal or touchdown to cover the spread. But I'm with you. I like the Vikings to win the game, and I think they'll do just enough at home, uh, as you as you mentioned, to kind of get the W here. But give me the Cowboys to cover the spread. And so maybe that you maybe even tease this up a little bit or something. I don't know. But uh, I like the Cowboys to kind of be somewhat game coming off the bye. Maybe they get a little healthier, and we'll see who uh, who they trot out there at quarterback this week. So maybe it is Andy Dalton, which might help things a little bit. But, uh, uh, yeah, I like the, the Vikings to win the game, Cowboys to keep it somewhat close and cover the spread. So with the other end of the spectrum, Butter, two teams that are actually pretty good, right? unlike our Cowboys, and the Vikings are getting better. I should give them a little bit of credit. But – that's the Green Bay Packers at 7-2. and two. Again, up there uh, tied for the best record with the Saints in the NFC right now. They're heading down to Indianapolis to take on a, a, a kind of a hot Colts team right now, right? So they've won a couple games in a row, starting to feel like they're getting some things together. A uh, big win over the Titans over thir- on Thursday Night Football last week. But your thoughts on this one, Butter? So Colts favored in this one by... I've seen it anywhere between one and a half and two and a half, right? So let's call it two uh, from a from a kind of split the difference here. And the total in this one, 51 and a half. But your thoughts on Packers and Colts on Sunday afternoon? Man, I mean, I think it's going to be a, a definitely an exciting game. I mean, this is kind of one of the bigger matchups for the week, you know. I mean, you got Phillip Rivers and you got Aaron Rodgers. Um, I would lean towards the over because I think both of these offenses can score points. But um, in the end, I mean, I like the Packers. Yeah, I'm going to go against you here, Butter. So, again, I think this line's a little fishy, and I think the Colts are kind of gelling at the right time. Uh, I don't know what it is. I mean, old man Rivers stopped throwing interceptions. That probably helps yeah. out a little bit. But they're playing good defense right now. They're running the ball. Uh, and, and I think they've got a vibe to them there under uh, head coach Frank Wright. So, he's doing a great job kind of rallying that squad. And I think they're figuring some things out. And so, give me the Colts at home to win this one. Um, and you're probably right. I'd probably lean towards the over uh, from a total standpoint. So I could see this one being a little higher score, maybe 31-28, 31-27, somewhere in that ballpark there. But uh, give me the Colts, man. So we're going to go heads up on this one, bud. So, well, let's go to Sunday night football, butter. A big AFC West rivalry game. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs heading out to Las Vegas uh, to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. And so this line has fluctuated a little bit. Uh, at one point, it was Chiefs minus six, minus six and a half. It's all the way up to Chiefs minus eight now. The total here, 56 and a half, 57, depending upon your book. A lot of talk from Andy Reid and some other uh, uh, Chiefs guys to talking about the Raiders. You know, they won at Arrowhead a few weeks ago. Kind of the bus. They took victory a little vi- little victory tour around. <laughs> they took a victory lap around uh, Arrowhead there, and that kind of uh, rubbed the Chiefs guy, uh, Chiefs players the wrong way a little bit. And so I don't know if revenge is, is kind of on the uh, uh, agenda this weekend from a Chiefs perspective or not, but your thoughts on this big AFC rivalry game on Sunday night football uh, on NBC, bud? Well, you know, I mean, you go back to uh, the victory lap, you know, I mean, um, should they have done it? Yes. Should they have done it? 
maybe not. But, I mean, the, the point is, I mean, the Chiefs got their ass kicked in that game. So, I mean, they probably deserved to uh, do the Yeah, the, Ra- and they, the Raiders hadn't won there in forever, and too. It had been a long time, right? And, so, I mean, a cathartic Raiders, win. It, to, to me, if the Raiders have the exact same game plan that they had at Arrowhead, they're going to win at home, and it's going to be a, a clean sweep for the Raiders. But, so... Like I said, man, I mean, I really like uh, I like Josh Jacobs. Um, I like Gruden. I like the way that they uh, prepared the, the first time, and I think they're going to do the exact same thing that they they did the first time this game at home. Um, I like the Raiders in this one to win. I, I like the Raiders to cover the spread for sure. Uh, again, if I'm going to get that line all the way up to 7.5 or plus 8 uh, from that standpoint, I like the Raiders to keep it close. Again, I think I think the Chiefs are getting a little bit of juice, right, this revenge factor, and, hey, they lost to them at home. That was the Chiefs' only loss. The, you think about Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and all the superstars that uh, the Chiefs have on offense that, you know, there's probably a little bit of a public juice on the Chiefs here a little bit. And so I'm with you. I think the Raiders keep this thing close. I think this is a dogfight. I would lean towards the over because I think this might have a little bit of shootout in it when it's all said and done. Uh, but uh, I like the Raiders to cover the spread here. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if they win the game outright. I'm with you. Uh, we're on the same page. And our guy Chad Ford on the BBSBC podcast earlier, he likes the Raiders as well. He's uh, he's on that uh, uh, black and silver uh, bandwagon too in this one. So that's going to be a fun game to watch on Sunday night. Yeah, I'm I mean, excited about that game. Yeah, I mean, like you said, like uh, the point spread is eight points. I mean, if it's – if it's uh, seven or over, I mean, I, I'm taking yeah, the Raiders. Take those yeah. points, yeah. yeah. Gobble, gobble. You can get that hook at seven and a half or eight. Yeah, you got to take that. I, I'm with you. Uh, we're on the same page. Well, let's go Monday night here, Butter. Uh, again, kind of a fun matchup here. We get the six and three Los Angeles Rams traveling down to take on TB12 and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at seven and three as well. Tampa Bay favored in this one by three and a half or four, depending upon your book. Uh, the total here, roughly 48, 48 and a half, again, depending upon where you're looking at. Uh, the Buccaneers had that debacle of a game two weeks ago, but are against the Saints, right? Yes. They lose that game 38-3. They come back with a big win, an impressive win against the uh, Carolina Panthers, I believe, this past weekend. 46 to 23. So a comprehensive victory here. Rams coming off a big win themselves over the Seahawks, 23-16. Your thoughts on what should be a fun game on Monday Night Football, right? Rams and Bucks. Yeah, I mean, you got Jared Goff and then you got uh Tom Brady. Um, I think it's gonna be an exciting match. Uh you know, I mean, you got uh the Rams coming off off of a win against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, and then uh, you know, I mean I, did you watch um, any of the, the Buccaneers game? I mean, uh, had Thomas uh, or Ronald Jones, sorry. Yeah, 98, 98 yards. 98, 98 yards. yards. Longest yeah. play in Buccaneers history. And I actually had him on my fantasy team. Ooh, that's <laughs> nice. That's nice, right? So pretty much the highest scoring single yeah. play that you can get, right? Yeah. But, man, I mean, um, if this game was in L.A., I mean, I'd be picking the Rams. I'd be all over it. But um, I like Tom Brady and the Buccaneers at home. Uh, over the Rams. I'm with you. We're on the same page again. I like the Bucks to win this game. I like them to cover. Again, I think that I don't know how to explain that game against the Saints a couple weeks ago. Again, from a coaching standpoint and from a team management standpoint, I think you just take that game film and you set it on fire and say, "Hey, screw it, boys. We're that that's a one-off. That's that doesn't define us. We're not going to pay any attention to that. We're going to come back and work on us and we're going to fix it." I think you saw a little bit of that from the Bucks this past weekend against uh, you know, I, I actually had the Panthers to cover the spread in that game last week, mm-hmm. Butter. We're talking about picks. I thought the Panthers might kind of keep it close just because they've been a tough out. And, uh, and again, I, I like uh, Matt Rule and the coaching job that he's done there. But 
I think we saw a little bit about of of the Bucks kind of true colors there, saying, "Hey, that that we're not we're not going to let that Saints debacle uh, kind of define us. We're going to come back. and We're going to play well." And so I think they'll continue that trend against the Rams this weekend. And I like them to win the game and cover the spread. I think I lean under in this one, Butter. Surprisingly, uh, at forty eight and a half, um, I'll, I'll lean under here. I think this is going to be a little lower scoring than that. Uh, give me 27 to 17, something like that, maybe, uh, from a Buck standpoint. I don't think there'll be, uh, I don't think this will be a shootout on Monday night uh, between uh, Golf and, uh, and TB12 on this one. But I like the Bucks to win the game. So we'll, we'll follow that one on Monday night. Should be a fun game to watch. Uh, exciting matchup there against two pretty good teams in the NFC. So, well, better we got to talk fantasy picks, man. It's week eleven. It's crazy. Again, we're 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 more than halfway home here, and I got you again last week, but on the uh, the pick'em standpoint. So, one sixty six to one forty. I had big games from Aaron. We both had Aaron Rodgers, but I had big games from Josh Jacobs and, and Chase and Claypool. Yeah, Russell yeah. Wilson. Yeah, that that one helped Stinker. a little bit. Yeah, Russell Wilson threw too many interceptions. He hurt you a little bit. You had a big game from DeAndre Hopkins, right? Uh, capped off by that uh, last second a uh, hail mary catch there. But uh, um, again, I had Devontae Adams and Chase Claypool. Uh, big performances for my wide receivers there. DK Metcalf let you down a little bit. He was only worth five points. Uh, you had Josh Jacobs as well. Um, and then Zane Gonzalez was a was a big performer for me from a kicker standpoint. And then the uh, the Vikings D on Monday night. Um, and again, Dalvin Cook was only worth 15 points against that Bears defense. Not not what he had been producing in the past few weeks, but uh, not a terrible performance, but just not quite up to uh, maybe what you had expected, right? Right, yeah. I mean, well, you, you go back to the DK Metcalf only having five points. Well, he had uh, Jalen Ramsey on him, and um, – Man, that, that guy's good. I mean, he is good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there, there's a reason why the Rams paid him a ton of money this offseason uh, to kind of keep him uh, locked down and made all those trades to get him from the Jaguars uh, a couple seasons ago. So yeah, he's a, he's a fantastic player. But you know, enough about the pass butter. It's an you know turn the page, right? So you get another chance to uh, to get me this week. Uh, and uh, and so we're gonna go week eleven fantasy picks. I'll start us off again. I have honors here, I guess, since I I won last week. But quarterbacks, butter. I'm going to go with our guy Patrick Mahomes on Sunday Night Football. Again, I think the spotlight's going to be on him, uh, and I think he performs well. And, again, we talked about we both like the Raiders in that game, at least to cover the spread. And, again, wouldn't shock us if they win the game outright, but we both like the over in that game as well. And so I think uh, Patrick Mahomes puts up a lot of stats in this one. Again, I think he plays well. Is it, is it enough to beat the Raiders? We'll see. I do think it's got shoot, uh, shootout written all over it. But I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. And then I'm going to go back to the Falcons, man. And I'm going to take my guy, Matt Ryan. Again, I know I was riding that uh, that train early on saying, hey, look, the Falcons are going to be a surprise team. I like them to cover the over seven and a half victories. They're at three and six here. Probably not going to cover uh, that seven and a half butter. I, I think I've got to give up on that dream here. But they're in a dome. He's got a lot of talent around him, right? So he's got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. He's got all these guys to throw the ball to. And, again, Drew Brees is going to be out, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh, uh, our guy Jameis Winston there as the backup coming in and playing. But I like Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan of the Falcons, I should say, to put up some good stat lines from a fantasy perspective. Not sure if they win the game or not, but uh, I think he'll, he'll perform well for fantasy players out there. But who are your two picks at quarterback this week, Butter? I mean, I like Kyler Murray uh, of the Cardinals versus the Seahawks. And then I also like Cam Newton of the Patriots. You know what I mean? Uh, it's been a little while if we since, I think, first or second week of the year since uh, 
either one of us has picked Cam Newton, but I mean, I think he's got a great matchup this week. Uh, I expect him to have kind of like the same type of performance that he had against uh, the Ravens whenever they won last week. No, I, I with you. I, I like definitely like Kyle, Kyler Murray tonight in that Thursday night matchup against the Seahawks. And we talked about that one, and we like that one to be a shootout as well. And again, the Patriots taking on the Texans, man. The Texans, you know, bless their hearts. They've only won, what, two games this year, and then both those wins were against the Jaguars, right? So they haven't beaten beaten anyone outside of Jacksonville uh, to date. So uh, I don't know why we would pick them uh, to do it this week against they the Patriots. They can definitely beat some teams from Florida, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, the Patriots uh, uh, don't have a Florida zip code, though, so I think they they might be in trouble again. But uh, running backs, Butter. So we're on the same page here with uh, with our first guy, right? We both like Dalvin Cook of the Vikings this weekend against our Dallas Cowboys. Again, uh, bless their hearts. Uh, I, I hope we're wrong on this one, Butter, but I think we're going to be right. I think Dalvin Cook probably runs all over uh, our, uh, our beloved Cowboys this weekend. And then I'm going to go with Mike Davis of the Panthers right so uh been kind of sneaky good a fantasy pick uh, they have a, a a decent matchup hosting the detroit lions this weekend again coming off a a big loss against the uh, tampa bay buccaneers uh this past weekend but i like matt rule again i think he's a good coach right and i think they're going to get back to basics this week and i think the basics involve a lot of touches by mike davis and not getting in a hole early against the lions and uh, i think it's a good matchup so so i like dalvin cook and mike davis as my running backs but you got dalvin cook and who else do you have this week butter um i got josh jacobs uh of the raiders versus the chiefs um i was going to touch a little bit on the panthers uh you do it you know i mean matt rule you know i mean i just really hope that they give that guy some time you know, I mean, because like right now, I mean, they've been without uh, Christian McCaffrey pretty much 85 to 90% of the season. I think he's played maybe two games, maybe three at the yeah, most. he came back, what, two weeks ago, and then yeah. just got hurt again, right? And, so, yeah. I mean, they need to give that guy some time. I mean, get his players um, that, that can run his schemes. I mean, and I think that guy will be fine. I mean, that guy did a phenomenal job at, uh, at Baylor. I mean um, – just a super, super guy. I mean, I, I, I like the guy. I mean, um, so, I mean, I, I hope that they give him some time up there. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's a good football coach, and I think he will do well there. Uh, give him give him a draft or two, right? So, yeah. let him get his yeah. guys in there and, and get a couple free agent uh, opportunities I, as well. And, and I mean, I, I think you build your team around Christian McCaffrey. I mean, yeah. um, just kind of get a quarterback that um, – that fits his scheme. That fit Matt. That fits Matt Rule's scheme. I mean, I think those guys will be fine. I agree. Well, let's go wide receiver, butter. And so I'm going to go with Keenan Allen of the Chargers, right? So they host the uh, winless uh, New York Jets this weekend out at the uh, the new SoFi Stadium there in L.A. Again, the Chargers have been snake bit, man. So they, they've been they played so well and been so close in a lot of these games late, and just can't can't, can't find a way to close, I should say. Uh, but I think the cure for that is uh, having the Jets come to town. So I'd like uh, Keenan Allen and in the Chargers uh, to win that game again. The Chargers favored by nine and a half. That's a lot of points, uh, especially for for uh, a, a team that's uh, two and seven. But uh, I don't know if they'll they'll cover the spread. But I like them to get a win and get off the Schneid this weekend. I think Keenan Allen is going to play. A, yeah, they're going. He's going to play a big part of that. And then 
Going back to that Vikings well, uh, Butter, give me Justin Jefferson against our Dallas Cowboys, right? So, again, the Cowboys, they've just struggled. They don't play a lot of defense right now, and so I, I wouldn't expect uh, this week to change a whole lot. And Jefferson, man, he's been a revelation as a rookie wide receiver. I mean, he has really showed out and played really, really well. One of my guys, I had him in our college fantasy football league uh, uh, last year, and so he uh, he did me good there, and so I think he's going to do me good again this weekend uh, against our Cowboys from a fantasy perspective. But who do you have at wide receiver this weekend, Butter? And I got uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's playing tonight, versus the Seattle Seahawks. And I've got T. Higgins of the Bengals, man. Um, like I said, I, I like watching Joe Burrow and those Bengals wide receivers. I mean, usually the Bengals, I mean, are playing from behind, so they have to throw the ball quite a bit. And uh, T. Higgins has just been really tearing it up. Absolutely. And so um, I, I, I got a pick on the other side of that game coming up here in a moment, Butter. But let's talk tight ends first. And you and I, again, we're on the same page. Uh, Travis Kelsey again, arguably the number one fantasy tight end uh, in the in the league right now. So uh, I think his resume speaks for himself. Right, the, they're playing in that uh, Sunday night game against the Raiders. Again, we expect to be a uh, a shootout there between the Chiefs and the Raiders, and so we both like Travis Kelsey. But staying in that Cincinnati in the Washington game this Sunday, butter. I'm going to take a guy on the other side of it. Give me Washington wide receiver as my flex, Terry McLaurin. Uh, I think he's just been a uh, uh, obviously the the number one uh, offensive weapon, uh, arguably for the uh, Washington football team this year. I know they got Antonio Gibson, who's done a pretty good job rushing the ball for them. Uh, but um, I like Terry McLaurin to have a good weekend uh, against that uh, Bengal secondary, uh, regardless of who's playing quarterback <laughs> and who's throwing him the ball. But uh, that's my flex pick. Who do you have at your flex pick this weekend, Butter? Um, I've got Alvin Kamara of the Saints. I mean. I- I think the Saints are going to have to run the ball to um, kind of take some of the pressure off of uh, Jameis Winston. You know, I mean, this is going to be his first start for the Saints. And like I said, the next couple weeks are going to be really, really pivotal for him because, um, it, I mean, and, and Drew Brees as well, depending on how long Drew Brees is out. Um, and it kind of gives them a, um, you know, I mean, couple weeks to kind of see what Jameis Winston can do if he's matured, if he can um, – can lead um, the Saints for whenever Drew Brees gets ready to retire or if he plays well enough and gets a contract someplace else. Absolutely. So I, I like that pick. And again, Kamara, uh, he's just so dynamic, right? Whether they're throwing them the ball or they're handing them off uh, or handing him the ball, uh, he is uh, uh, just the engine that makes that Saints offense go. So it probably will be heavily relied upon, uh, as you said, with uh, Jameis taking over the reins this weekend. So, well, let's go kickers, Butter. And, again, kickers are people too. So we, we love picking fantasy kickers around here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bucks ryan Suckup uh, on Monday night. Uh, this gives me the uh, ability to have the last word on you in our fantasy pick as well. So, uh, But I think, uh, again, the Bucks are going to put up some points there, maybe kick a couple field goals as well because I think the Rams' uh, red zone defense might cause them some troubles. Uh, if a TB12 can move it between the 20s and then maybe settle for a couple field goals. So I'll go with Ryan Suckup as my kicker uh, this weekend. But who do you got as your kicker this weekend, Butter? Yeah, so if you're, if you're winning on Sunday night, uh, then you can just rub it in because yeah, you've got the absolutely. only point on Monday. Yeah, um, I like Dan Bailey of the Vikings, man. Um, like I said, I think that they're they might not score – 40 or 50 points, but I mean, I think that they're going to score uh, enough points and they're going to, their offense is going to be on the field enough where he's going to get his points against the Cowboys. 
No, I like that pick, and uh, again, I hope we're wrong, Butter, because we, we get a lot of shares of uh, Vikings players this weekend against our Cowboys, but uh, I, I think that we're probably on the right side of that. And so let's go defense, uh, and again, defense wins championships, Butter, and so I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, they had a really impressive performance this past weekend against the Bengals. Bengals actually have some talent off, on, on offense, right? So you talk about Joe Burrow, uh, you talk about uh, you know uh, Joe Mixon, uh, and um, uh, you talk about uh, the wide receivers, right, T. Higgins, and some of the guys that they have there. So they can be dangerous on offense, and the Steelers uh, really, really played well. And so I would uh, expect that to continue against the hapless Jaguars this weekend. Again, I know it's on the road, so that might be a little bit scary, but uh, Steelers favored in this one by 10.5 and and the uh, total 46.5. And And so I think the Steelers will be the ones scoring the majority of the points there. I think that defense will play well. But, again, going back to the well butter, so your defense, uh, again, the purple people eaters, right? So is that who you got? Yeah, I like the Vikings versus the Cowboys. <laughs> again, our, our hapless Cowboys. So lots of shares uh, for our, our listeners out there. You get a load up on the Vikings this weekend, right? So we're going against our Cowboys. Uh, probably won't end well. Uh, when it's all said and done. Again, I hope we're wrong, but uh, I don't think that we are. So, well, Butter, I I think that just about wraps it up here for what, I guess this will be week 11, right? So this will be our week 11 uh, picks from a fantasy standpoint. And so, you know, for our listeners out there, Butter, how can they get at you, man? Twitter, uh, Instagram, social media. How can we follow the Fantasy Fessional and get all your news and uh, tips and uh, advice on fantasy football this weekend, Bud? Uh, you can send me a letter at no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> P.O. box. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jeremy underscore Van Curen or AKA the Fantasy Fessional, and that is J E R E M Y underscore V A N C U R E N. Fantastic. Well, brother, I appreciate you being in studio with me again this week, as always, and I look forward to doing it again next week, right? We'll figure out the Thanksgiving schedule uh, over the weekend and, and uh, when we're going to do the pod and when we'll post it next week. But, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, obviously, there'll be some football games. Uh, I think there's three games now, right? It's always uh, Detroit and the Cowboys uh, in the early game and then the late afternoon game, but there's always a night game on uh, Thanksgiving as, uh, as well. And so we'll, we'll talk about those uh, next week. And so looking forward to doing that. And while this will wrap it up for this episode, gang, you know, the conversation doesn't end here to keep it going and also keep up with everything we're doing over at the sports pros network. Check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember that's pros with an E P R O S E. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, everyone.